0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the last episode of the Broker Breakdown of 2022. I cannot believe we're already saying 2022 is basically over. Um, But yeah, this is episode 15, the final episode of 2022. Um, Super excited to kind of give you guys a little bit of a wrap up for the year and moving into 2023. We do have a lot of exciting episodes planned, a few new guests that we're hoping to get on the ep- on the uh, podcast as well so yeah me and mike are super super excited kind of to do our final episode of 2022 and then kind of move into 2023 with some new ideas and uh yeah just kind of some fresh stuff moving into 2023 but um yeah for this episode what we're kind of wanting to do is we do kind of want to wrap up some um topics we have possibly talked about in the past um there's a few episodes that really come to mind that we've seen um in the news recently and again, moving into 2023 are probably going to be um, big talking points, if not trends or patterns in the insurance industry. So some of this stuff might be opinionated. Some of this stuff might just be um, predictions of going into 2023. But again, with all the stats behind it and all the news kind of behind it, we do think that these things are going to be very, very important moving in 2023. Uh, Um, So kind of just going over some things we do want to talk about first um i think mike has been is very very passionate about this topic um but kind of going into um premium changes and increases going into 2023 mike what do you kind of what do you have on that kind of side of the topic
1: yeah i mean i think we're going to see we're definitely going to see increases from insurance companies for sure i mean the last um the last few months there's already been um kind of notices about it that you know some of the new policies and and renewals are going to see increases now obviously percentages always vary and change based on a specific insurance company's appetite so it's not like a blanket thing however every i would expect that i mean most people in ontario and it probably even canada wide are going to see some some increases across the board um Whether that's a couple of percent or whether that's, you know, even 10 or 15%, depending on which insurance company you're with. And, um, I guess what their appetite is moving forward, right? So as we've kind of mentioned before with, with every company, they all have appetites about, you know, what, what type of client they're looking for and what they're not. And unfortunately, sometimes in the industry, you still see kind of books of business that, that get kind of shaved down in a sense. Um, And so our job is hopefully to, to relook at other companies that might be a better fit for you. But I guess the the biggest point is that I would expect that, you know, I mean, if if we think about it, interest rates have been going up now for a while. So we're probably going to see insurance companies kind of follow suit in one sense.
0: Yeah. To touch point on that, I would say the inflation rates are obviously going to cause a lot of issues on this. Again, we've we've done a few episodes, again, that would touch base on why insurance companies are increasing. Again, the supply chain, which we did an episode on, again, is still not back to where it needs to be. So, again, if you're waiting on parts for a vehicle, a few years ago, you could probably wait a week or two. But there's some parts that are still taking a month or two months to come in. Um, Again, inflation has caused now car prices to increase so if you go to a lot like most of the time you're really not seeing much of a uh, a discount on car price you're basically just gonna be paying the sticker price of whatever's on the dealership so again car prices are going up so it's now costing more to insure a vehicle so that's kind of a big thing um but yeah it's just again the the world that we live in is obviously changing a lot and with if everything else is going up if groceries are going up if home prices are going up all that kind of stuff insurance is obviously going to go Hand in hand with that, especially on the home side of things. Again, if rebuild costs are going up again, like I remember like a few years ago, you can go to the like the Home Depot and you could buy lumber for like under 10 bucks like even for like plywood, it was like under 10 bucks a sheet. And now, like I think the last time I was at Home Depot was a few weeks ago. But like plywood now is like 40 bucks a sheet, 50 bucks a sheet. And I'm like, whoa. So again, like rebuilding costs on homes have gone up. So Again, hand in hand with insurance, you're going to see companies increasing. Again, Mike, to kind of not to scare people off here, but um, these increases are usually by average, correct?
1: Um, I mean, they're, they're yeah, it's very generalized, right? Like it's not, it's, it's not, not like not it's, it's not like they're
0: going to be like everyone's increasing five percent. It's like they'll say no. on average we're increasing five percent, so. On average, really miss meaning like Mike. You might increase two. I might, I could possibly even decrease two. Right? It's really just an average across the board.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's very very generalized. I mean, the best advice I can tell people is if they've if they've you know received their renewal, it it has gone up. They're maybe a little bit unhappy. Um, you can always give your agent or broker a call and say, "Hey, what's going on here? Is it justified? You know, is it warranted? what What has changed that I should be maybe aware of? Or if there's not really any substantial changes but just its rate that's up ten or fifteen percent with no real um, kind of excusable reason, you could we can always shop right for you or, or kind of do that ourselves. I'd, I'd be happy to quote people out that are that are looking at maybe getting another opinion. On things right that's that's the big
0: side of uh, one of the competitive options of the broker channel exactly exactly and what what i would kind of i would say because i know a lot of people would listen to this and they'd be like oh you know what like oh since covid like insurance companies have have had record breaking profit margins all that kind of stuff but again if you look into some of the things that are going on the insurance industry which one thing we will talk about later on this episode Um, For example, car thefts, car thefts have been the number one issue for insurance companies this past year. If you look at any news stand, any news, any news company in general, you will see car thefts are on the rise and have been on the rise all year alone. Just in in September, I believe it was Mike, we talked about this in our theft episode, but there was 3000 cars stolen in Toronto alone 3000 in one month. That's not even across the whole province. It's one city in the whole province stolen yeah. in one month. Yeah, it's un- it's unbelievable when you think about it. It is because again, like a lot of people don't realize like let's even let's let's just use a very very easy number of let's say $20,000. That's a very very low number. So again, this number is obviously going to be way higher than that. Even if you go $20,000 because again, when you do it, when it's it's stolen, you're basically it's you're having to pay out the whole value of the vehicle. So even if you're going on a low number of $20,000 times 3000 alone is $60 million in Toronto alone stolen in one month. And again, that's just Toronto. That's not even across the rest of the province. So again, in one month, it's now costing the insurance companies $60 million to pay out in theft. So that's not even on top of the other things that are going on. Again, like we we mentioned other uh, episodes and briefly at the beginning of this episode inflation with the with the prices of even just parts in general and like the wait times on parts like it's taking a lot longer for parts to come into repair shops so again that kind of coincides with your rental car coverage if you need to be in your rental longer that's costing the insurance company money that's costing the client money now because again depending on what your um coverage amount is for your rental car if you don't have a substantial amount of money or coverage for it either you're paying out of pocket or the insurance company is paying out of pocket to keep you in that um rental car situational though again like it's not there the insurance company is not always going to pay it's basically it's going to be situational depending on what the reasoning for the part delay might be but again all these kind of things are kind of hampering down on the industry. And again, how the industry works, it's like a pool. Like me and Mike always say, like, yes, like we'd all love to pay cheaper insurance, but it's like it's like our healthcare system in Canada. We kind of all pay into it. Do we we might not all use it, but it's all being paid for by the citizens of Canada or Ontario. So again, like yes, you might not have your car stolen. You might not get into an accident. You might not get tickets, whatever the the situation might be. But unfortunately, if there's 3,000 car thefts in Toronto alone, other people in Toronto are going to feel that impact of car thefts increasing. And not even only like a slight increase, there's been a massive, massive increase in car thefts alone. So,
1: Right. Well, another thing too, as as we've mentioned before, is that when prices continue to rise for car insurance premiums, um, there are certainly higher risk territories that you're probably seeing more and more people just driving uninsured or very underinsured in order to keep that price down, right? Or or not to pay at all in some cases.
0: Yeah, I so I, I see cool, that all the right? time. Like it, I know me and you've talked about it like off the podcast, but I follow a lot of like OPP, Hamilton Police, like York police like peel police all that kind of stuff and i would I, you would be shot like go take a look like on their twitter or facebook or anything if you guys have a chance but, like look at the some of the stuff that they post like they are pulling people over left right and center and like almost like half the people that they post is like speeding um license suspended and driving with license suspended no insurance and i'm like all these people, like you'd be shocked of how many people we see that these, that, like the police departments are posting, that don't have insurance, and it's it's just insane that like they are going to take such a risk to not drive with insurance when the long term penalties of not having insurance is is so detrimental to their record. Again, when you have no insurance like that. Insurance companies don't want to like like look at you and they're like well that's 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 a huge red flag like again and, and then it not only it limits the options that you have moving forward because again, like when you have a no insurance ticket, that's a criminal um infraction on your record, so the amount of options you have in the market for insurance decreased significantly so again, like personally like as a broker myself. I would highly, highly advise not driving without insurance. It's just such a big risk to do that.
1: And that's one of the big things about why we're probably seeing uh, rate increases as well. Is right? all the behind-the-scenes data that they collect to say, you know, hey, we're paying out here. Um, this is what we've noticed. This is what we're seeing. I mean, they have office buildings filled with people just doing, you know, analytical kind of research and data and collecting everything that they get for all the policies. So they have a better idea about what's going on. So, I mean, these increases that we're going to probably see and have seen for the last, I would say couple of years um, ever since COVID for sure there, I mean, there was some COVID relief in the beginning from some of the providers, but in general, a lot of companies have, have taken rate in one way or another. Um, So I don't I don't know. I, I think it's going to continue on that way for a little bit. I mean, it would be nice to see um downward trends across the board, but I think you're gonna see a little bit of the opposite. You're gonna start seeing, you know, people have increases on home and auto or just one of the lines, and then we'll kind of we'll kind of it'll it'll settle down, but who knows how long that is.
0: Yeah, and you like you kind of just pointed out there, which we haven't really talked about yet, but um on the home side of things like what are some things that you we're going to see probably coming uh, on the home side like what would increase homes because again like what we talked about before was home obviously mortgages were going up prices were going up but now we're kind of in that cool off stage where prices are sort of going down like rates still going up like they just recently did another rate increase uh last week but again home prices have come down a lot in Ontario at least the last few months so what would what would be some kind of factors into now home rates continuing to go up
1: well i mean I mean the big one and the one that we're probably gonna see is just overall rebuilding costs and what's associated with the rebuilding costs right so if a home you know um costs four hundred thousand dollars to rebuild so that's the insurance value on it on a house if we consider if we continue to see you know labor shortages and material shortages and things like that, and in, in some capacity, that obviously that that pushes up the costs for all those other pieces. So when the insurance company is footing the bill on, let's say, like a fire loss or like a a water loss, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of expenses incurred. Right, the insurance company pays for the restoration companies. They pay for um, the rebuild of actual or replace, sorry, rebuild or replace. Um, of dwellings if they're damaged. They pay for you know all of the contents that you might lose in, in a claim as long as your limits are high enough to kind of support that. So, I mean, all of these things they pay for. So, yeah, the rates are going to go up with respect to, to overall rebuilding costs.
0: 100%. And again, another thing we are going to be touching based on a little briefly in this episode too is going to be um, weather Again, weather is a continued topic in insurance. The weather changes that we have in Ontario and in Canada in general are ever-changing. We're seeing weather weather patterns like we've never seen before. Uh, In eastern province, the Maritimes, you're seeing now hurricane-type weather, which, again, is not uncommon. But the strength of these storms now are ever-increasing. So um, I know... Me me and Mike always look on uh a website called the Canadian Underwriter and there was an article posted on the 9th of December kind of talking about how Canadian insurance companies are going to have to change their coverages based off hurricane risks especially in um eastern Canada because again like they have a little bit more um risk cuz again they they're on the coast the the hurricane kind of travels up the eastern coast there, and they just it comes into Canada a little bit. Again, we we sort of see that. Like I know in Ontario, we saw a lot of like rain and stuff, um, heavier rain. So obviously that will impact us here. But again, more eastern provinces will get more of the wind, the actual hurricane kind of weather. So again, that's going to be something that's going to be moving forward is not only going to change premium for not only eastern provinces, but again, provinces like Quebec and. Ontario, possibly even Manitoba, depending on how strong the weather, the uh, the storm was, getting heavy rainfalls and then floods and sewer backups and that kind of stuff. So causing more um, increases through weather. But again, another thing we, like, we want to touch based on was how that's going to change the industry in general to add more coverage for this kind of weather, Mike.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think... It's, it's hard to really know but um from the, some of the stuff that i've seen obviously the data itself um, isn't fully there like it's it's kind of underutilized in a sense i don't know if we have clearly enough to make or, or uh, i don't think we have enough saying the industry to to say that these type of things will continue to happen and if they do you know what the what does the coverage look like obviously the states has way more in terms of historical data to go off of because they they've they come across this stuff unfortunately all the time but change does happen when events occur so i mean there it will be a matter of time between before maybe policies write in uh coverage for it maybe it's an additional add-on the same way that sewer backup and overland water and those types of coverages were brought out there whatever it was six seven years ago um there's going to be i think there's going to be Definitely some exclusions in policies saying what is not very specifically covered or not covered, so people know. But in terms of what that price looks like, right? We've talked about this before. But earthquake insurance you can get um, far low risk, uh, far lower risk, anyways where we where we live. But you can still technically buy it from providers. It's just there's not enough data to understand how to properly uh, rate for it. So obviously, when you do buy it, the the price is typically a lot higher than you might expect.
0: Yeah, and even just, like I said, looking at this article posted on the Canadian Underwriter on on December 9th here, um, Hurricane Fiona that was hit in late September there is has, as of today, or as of this post, the 9th of December, so what, five days ago as of us recording this, but again, um, that'd be 11 days from it being posted, um, $660 million of damage, caused by one event and again we're not even just talking hurricanes too like you can talk about western canada and um forest fires again forest fires are massive in western canada i think two of the top three insurance claims ever were forest fires in western canada again the fort mcmurray one and there was another one which I, i was um a few years or like 10 or 15 years ago But again, it's not even just the hurricane side. Like I said, it's forest fires, it's downpours, and again, even if you're looking just from an Ontario perspective, look at windstorms. How many windstorms have we had in the last like two or three years? Where we're like, wow, this is like the craziest wind we've ever seen. But every time we have one, we're like, wow, that was. It's getting worse and worse and worse. So again, kind of how it's just the the weather patterns we're having is gonna is gonna cause a massive massive pressure on increases in insurance because this is weather that we are never seen before. And until coverages can kind of be implemented into the industry to kind of cover for this kind of stuff, which there already are, but again, more specific like hurricane and like forest fire again, forest fire might not be something that is completely covered because it's going to be wordings because there's obviously fire coverage, but is fire is fire coverage caused by forest fire covered? Those are all things you have to look into when you're purchasing insurance to make sure that it's covered and the fine print is not excluding it. But the main one here is going to be hurricanes because, again, we're seeing hurricane strengths coming into Canada we've never seen before. So how that kind of changes going in 2023 and forward is going to be a, not only an impact on premium-wise, but it's going to be an impact on coverage-wise and how you kind of look forward at what I'm purchasing for my home insurance or car insurance.
1: Yeah, and I mean, in general, as like an end of year recap as well, I mean, I guess one of the big things I'd want to highlight for people is to ensure that they either kind of review their policy line by line, see what's included, what's not, um, so you have a better idea for yourself, because self-education is always number one. But if there are things you're unaware of, you know, again, we always recommend talking to your agent or broker, asking the questions. Us in this channel are, are supposed to be there for you. Kind of to, to you know ask those questions and at least make sure we're on the same page. There's nothing worse than having a claim and not knowing what you're insured for. Um, especially given you know a lot of different ways of buying it online nowadays and a lot of very quick transactions. Some people think that it's all encompassing, and that's certainly not the case. So I guess my with whether and how it affects your policy, whether it's a home or an auto policy. I guess the one thing I wanted to say is just contact your representative and you know ask the questions. Don't be afraid.
0: Exactly, because the last thing you want to know or have to happen is you don't ask the question. You think it's silly. Um, you think you're wasting our time, or whoever your broker or agent might be. But again, like me and Mike always say, there is no silly or stupid question. I'd rather you understand your coverage. I'd rather you understand what you're actually purchasing in an event of actually something happening. Because if you're unclear or something isn't covered that you were worried about that should have been covered, then again that comes back on our conversation that you should we should have had. Um, we, me and Mike obviously would like to go over every single piece of the policy. Is that very realistic? Like, no. Again, we can't sit on the phone with clients for four to five hours to go over every little pinpoint, like, fine print. But again, we go over all the important stuff that people should know off the bat. Again, you'd be surprised of how many people we talk to on a daily basis that even the 10-15 minute conversation that me and Mike have with clients or even more clients are always like, oh, well, I've never even knew that. Um, the, I don't I don't know about you, Mike, but the biggest one I always get is accident benefits. Accident benefits are required by law in Ontario. And people, nine times out of 10, when I talk to them about accident benefits, they go, I didn't even know why I even had that. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's, that's a problem because, again, accident benefits, again, are required by law in Ontario. So you have to have them. But again, people don't know what they're actually covered for. So... If you have a question, don't think it's stupid. Don't think it's silly. Just ask because, at the end of the day, like, if even if me and Mike don't know, we can always find the answer for you. So just ask the questions and actually know what you're being covered for because, again, you might be trying to move policies and yeah, you're saving 200 bucks a month or whatever it might be, 200 bucks a year. And but the coverages are significantly different. So just like I said, just make sure you're asking the questions just to be sure
1: exactly yeah it's super important um there was something else too we wanted to touch base on james it was stuff that you were saying on the cyber right
0: yeah so kind of moving on from a little bit the premium stuff a little the doom and gloom that no one really wants to hear from insurance companies but yeah some of the things that we kind of are seeing that are going to be very prominent in 2023 or at least we think are going to be prominent in 2023 just kind of based on the trends and patterns we're seeing from insurance companies. Um, But cyber insurance, I know we've touched base on this in prior episodes, and we've probably talked a little about it in almost every episode we've talked about, especially on the home side of things. But cyber insurance being introduced into the personal lines. um, This is something that has been kind of been brewing for many, many years. Obviously, as our world digitalizes more, um, there's just more of a risk to not only now business owners, because again, cyber insurance has been in the commercial side of things for many, many years now. But I think a lot of insurance companies are now seeing the need for it to be on the personal side. Um, just based off of all the cyber attacks you're seeing, um, from big businesses. But again, and now being kind of trickling down into the, um, into the personal side. Like Mike, how many times a week or a month do you get like messages like from like the CRA and the Canadian um, jail association saying that you're gonna be arrested and all that kind of stuff. All these scams that we're seeing like through our phones and emails and, and all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean that that stuff's been going on a long time, but I think it's definitely definitely ramped up in the last in the last decade, right? I mean you see this kind of stuff. We all probably get the phone calls um about having our our ducks cleaned right it seems like that's a a weekly thing depending on on your phone number but yeah those types of things those types of scams definitely are continuing to grow right in in the amount of them out there the amount of people doing them um you know a lot of people unfortunately gonna fall for stuff as well there's a lot of
0: people that like i see that like fall for them again i wouldn't say the older generation because the older generation just kind of puts a lot of trust in that and kind of stuff, especially the online world. Like I know like my grandmother, like she takes anything for word. So she sees it on like online. She's like, Oh, that's gotta be true. Or if she gets calls, she's like, Oh, well, so-and-so called me. They said it was true. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's it's fake. (laughs) So don't, don't pick those calls up. Like don't, don't respond to emails. Don't respond to their phone calls. They're fake. But, um, yeah, they they do get people. Like they do trick people into giving credit card information, personal information, that kind of stuff. So, I think moving into 2023, I do think that there will be some insurance companies that will be introducing cyber into the personal lines, again as an additional coverage. Some companies might in the future even possibly like just add it on as like a free coverage, but again, as we kind of digitalize and modernize our world a little bit more and again, these things have obviously increased a lot again like i probably get one or two a day of just like oh like you're gonna the cra has flagged your your account and is now like and it is you're under investigation and possibly could be jailed and i'm like oh no that's like the 10th time this year that they've called and i'm gonna go to jail for it (laughs) so you kind of just laugh it off you kind of just laugh it off but again some people might believe that and they they call back and they they go through all their stuff. They give all the personal information because they obviously don't want to go to jail. But um, it's a big thing. But again, I think the cyber protection will will kind of be pushed a little bit more into the personal lines in the coming years. Again, I don't know if it's going to be 2023 that everyone's going to be like, this is what we're going to be focusing on this year. This is the kind of coverage we want to add in. But again, you I, I do believe that come 2023, it's going to be, you will see some companies start to really add it into their personal lines just be just based on how much cyber attacks there have been even just even look just back in covid look at the back th- the last 3 years i cannot believe i'm saying th- we've been in, co- in this pandemic for 3 years but look at the back 3 years like how much you, scam calls scam emails you've gotten in the last 3 years it's just it's it's gone through the roof and then also look back of how many attacks there's been on massive massive business businesses like sony had that massive attack i know microsoft had that massive attack um i know the, like the, the government of the united states had massive attacks but again if you're looking at from it from a like a actual attacker standpoint why would i go after a massive massive corporation that probably sends millions of dollars a year on security when i can go after a random person that lives in cambridge ontario that obviously isn't spending millions millions of dollars on their security and they probably don't have coverage for it and i could take a few thousand dollars from them right so um like i said on the personal lines things i do think moving into 2023 you will see a lot of companies put more emphasis on it and will probably start or start introducing it into the personal lines just again to add more coverage to their clients um just so things like this don't happen again, as we kind of digitalize more and more um, our world and we keep everything online again, banking is online. I know a lot of provinces, even countries now have like online, like identity cards. Like I know Ontario wanted to do like all driver's licenses and health cards all online. So again, if that goes online, you'll probably see a lot of insurance companies jump on it at that time because again, you're adding more and more information to the online world than ever before. Um, so just, yeah, kind of look out for these things again, not a for sure thing happening in 2023, but again, something that has been in kind of the works for many years, possibly finally being pushed into the personal lines in 2023. Well, most like home policies, uh, with some providers do
1: extend coverage to identity theft as well,
0: which is kind of like a cyber coverage already.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't I think it depends on the insurance company really. Some of the some of the wordings are probably different on it. But uh there's definitely some some carriers that you can pick you can purchase that right through them. And then all of the actual coverage limitations, I guess, or what you're covered for, could be different depending on which company you're yeah, with. But
0: and it's already
1: it's already somewhat there in a sense right now.
0: Yep, a hundred percent. It is somewhat there through the identity theft coverages. Um Will that kind of will the question is do they do they expand that and change that coverage or do they add a full other like cyber liability onto the home policy? Again, that's something we don't know at the time, but you never know. Some companies might go one direction, other companies might go another direction. Some companies might just completely re evolve their identity theft coverage. Some companies might just introduce cyber liability on their home policies. At, until that time kind of comes, we really don't know, but yeah, yeah you, you already kind of have that coverage with identity theft. It's just depending on the company, what that fine print really is and what it's actually covering you for.
1: Well, and, and again, some companies have to physically add it on. It's not included. So again, it's one of those things where if you have those questions, it's definitely worth, worth asking anyways. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, The other kind of topic we did want to talk about again, I know we just briefly kind of went over it, but again, how weather is going to change insurance come 2023. Again, we did talk about the hurricanes, how that's going to change coverage, like how they added on. Again, there is earthquake coverage for um, home insurance. A lot of people obviously don't add it on because especially Ontario, we don't really have that risk. Um, But again, moving forward, how that could change. If hurricane patterns are are changing, possibly earthquake coverage is changing. Uh, the, yeah. the big thing we're seeing in Ontario right now is again, as windstorm, how does windstorm coverage change in 2023? We've had so many windstorms this past summer um, that a lot of insurance companies had to pay out on again, those massive, massive ones in on, in uh, Ottawa there uh, that was basically people were out for power for almost like over a week. So how does that kind of change insurance coverages moving forward in 2023? Again, people are going to have to change wordings on their, on their wind coverage there's going to have to be hurricane coverage that basically gets introduced by Canadian insurance companies for Eastern provinces. Again, is that going to kind of translate into Ontario? Because Ontario, we do see, obviously we don't see the massive wind that comes from like the, the the East coast, like obviously it traveling up the coast and like they get more of the hurricane weather, but we do obviously get the wind. We do get the rain. But again, is that covered currently under your water policy, your wind coverage, all that kind of stuff. Right? So just a few minor changes that have to probably go into 2023 um and again how that how coverage changes cuz again coverage is always a um is a fluent is a fluid thing like coverage is never going to be a like is not going to be set in stone so how that kind of changes over time again we've seen so much weather that we've never seen before in the past year and possibly even the last 5 years so how kind of insurance companies respond to that is going to be interesting moving into 2023.
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, I, you might see some of them added in. You might see some of them not. Um, like even water, for example, a lot of companies have their own specific wordings regarding you know what type of water enters your home, right? So whether it's a sewer backup through a floor drain, or whether it's a sump pump failure, or even if there's like a foundation crack, right? A lot of companies have kind of X-Nade the traditional seepage, right? Which is like, um, it's prolonged water damage to your foundation walls, right? It's, it's typically typically not. But I guess the point is, is that there's sometimes there's options available. Sometimes you have to go with the one that Offers the widest amount or the broadest amount of coverage for the risk you you feel you have. So I guess we'll, we'll, uh time will tell what uh, what happens with the hurricane stuff there. I mean, wind and rain, all that kind of stuff, uh, normally is covered. It's I think it's what the determining factor is, is if it's like a catastrophic event, right? What what does that look like? How do the insurance companies view that as a catastrophic event? That, those are the things we're going to see changes on, for exactly. sure.
0: Exactly. That's a great point, is because if these things continue to happen more frequently, the, the term and the vocabulary of catastrophic is obviously going to change. Again, maybe 10, 15 years ago, a hurricane in eastern Canada and the Maritimes is probably a catastrophic event. But now that we're seeing it so often, insurance companies are probably going to be changing the catastrophic wordings to it not being catastrophic anymore. And then again, they'll have to probably release new coverages or wordings under other coverage that they currently have to cover for this. Because again, it's not catastrophic. It continues to happen over and over and over again.
1: I mean, t- time will tell, right? It's, it's hard. It's hard for us to sit here and know what's going to happen.
0: Exactly. We can only, like I said, we can only kind of give our opinions on what we've seen and the trends and patterns in the industry. Um, obviously, we can't make the industry change how we would like to have it change. But again, just c- coming from the patterns and trends and kind of the news stories we are seeing, these are just things that are very, very on top of the news. And um, again, if it's on top of the news, insurance companies are probably seeing this. So they, they are almost certain going to have to respond because again, the last thing they want is that something massive happen again and they haven't responded, which they should have uh, before anything were to happen so right exactly exactly um, to kind of end off the podcast the last topic we did want to talk about which again has been one of our biggest um episodes to date is the rising risk in car thefts mike i know we talked about this in a whole episode but we find it so important right now because anywhere you look on the news it's car theft here car theft there um So what is something that you would just like to kind of pinpoint on the car theft side of things?
1: Yeah, it's, it's really tough to say. I mean, it it feels like certain areas are obviously targeted a lot more than other areas, which is just kind of where you live. So it's hard to really, it's hard to really suggest what to do aside from, you know, the, the basic things, right. Keeping like we've mentioned it before. Um, you know keeping obviously not keeping your keys in your car for a very simple one, just locking doors, keeping fobs away from your front door stuff that makes it easier to um to steal especially with all new technologies in cars I think that a lot of people you know we're at we're at risk of of that especially with um what's the one thing too james the uh uh oh, the new the new iPod products that people use.
0: Oh, um, like how they have like the, the remote starters on their phones and stuff. That no, kind of stuff. no.
1: Also oh, the, t- the the tags, the iTags, tags, wherever they are. The oh, Apple the um, air tags.
0: Air tags. Yeah.
1: I mean, th- these types of things they they don't become evident or common knowledge until it happens. Unfortunately, to too many people, right? That's usually what happens. Is that we're not even aware of things until they actually become the norm, right? Um, but what I would say is just yeah I mean car thefts are going to continue to happen obviously more and more people are seeing uh there's obviously organized rings around and, and things that happen because I mean they're on the rise or we're just hearing a little more it's hard to really say, but with insurance companies paying out for massive car thefts, you know whether it's thirty forty fifty sixty grand um you're going to start seeing some changes to the industry right whether it's deductibles changing to compensate for that or whether it's just higher premiums in general for that type of coverage right fire and theft fire and theft traditionally was very inexpensive it's always been the lower of the two with collision maybe maybe we see in the future where where certain uh vehicles do pay for you know higher comprehensive rates
0: that's an very very um Good point. Because again, if if again, accidents are always going to happen. That's why they're called accidents. We don't know that they're going to happen. I don't leave my house, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get into an accident today. Like it's not like that's not what like we all think about. But again, with the rising comp claims that we're seeing, glass theft, fire, like all that kind of stuff, you will see a lot of companies are going to start increasing their comp coverage and how much they charge for it. Um, <clears throat> I would just say to anyone that drives and owns a vehicle. Um, Again, just use some kind of risk management skills. Like don't keep your keys right at the car, right at the door. Lock your vehicle. Don't keep your keys in the car. Um, Just things like that. Again, you can go into this. I know we talked about this during the theft episode, but there are um, specialized bags you can buy that you can put your keys in and your fobs in that basically stop the transmission so that people can't steal your vehicle. If you're, if it's like a push to start or has a fob instead of an actual key. Um, again, you're never going to stop someone if they want to break in, then they just smash a window and get in. And that's a little bit different. But a lot of times now with the world that we live in, a lot of these cars now, newer vehicles that are being targeted are push to start or keyless entry. So they're just using technology and like a transmitter to basically transmit the signal to the actual vehicle. Um, So I would just say take precaution. If you see anything that's like roughly suspicious, if you have cameras or anything like that, or if you don't have cameras, possibly get cameras. But if you do have cameras already, and you're seeing suspicious stuff on your cameras, report it to the police. If you don't report it to the police, they're never going to know. They're not going to be able to track down like what areas are being targeted more, what vehicles are going to be targeted more. I know for me personally, like I drive a very highly targeted vehicle because I drive a a truck and trucks left, right, and center are being stolen out of people's driveways every night. And I'm in groups on Facebook all the time that are saying, truck was stolen last night, look out for this truck, and that, and whatnot. I saw one literally this morning that literally the vehicle was stolen on Monday night, and it was already overseas, and there was already a post about it with the Ontario plates still on it on the auto dealer overseas. Can you believe that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that that sort of stuff is crazy how fast it happens, right? I mean, that's why you I've you've heard like horror stories of people talking about thefts and saying you know if it's not found within so much time, you know the cops don't have a lot of uh
0: um, faith in finding the right uh, whatever the number of hours is exactly so again, car thefts are going to continue to increase going into 2023 so again, if as a consumer, if there are things you can do to to basically mitigate that, highly recommend. Again, if there's ways of doing that yourself, making sure, always double checking, double checking if you locked your car, double checking if you've moved your keys away from the the, the door. Um if you have a garage, park your vehicle in the garage. Because again, another way of kind of preventing that. Again, if they want to break into the garage, they're probably going to do it. But again, a lot of people are going to see that and be like, I'm not doing that. I, I want it in the driveway or it's I'm not it's not worth my time, right? So You're never going to fully prevent it from happening, but if there are ways to kind of mitigate that risk to you, highly recommend looking into those, into those getting a tracking device, um, another alarm, like an aftermarket alarm, that kind of stuff. I know I wish I wouldn't have to be telling people and my clients to kind of do that kind of stuff and pay out of pocket for it. But again, as these things continue to increase again, like we were talking about earlier in the episode, 3000 stolen vehicles in Toronto alone, just in September. That's not just the province. That's, toronto alone so again toronto is a bigger city so if you're living in a smaller city probably not like they're not driving four hours to go to the middle of nowhere to to steal a vehicle but again there's still a risk right so anything you can do to minimize that risk i would highly recommend looking into it because as we've seen these the the theft on vehicles is just continuing to gone up go up and going into 2023 You'll probably see that continue to go up as car shortages are still there in the market, and it's basically making people steal vehicles and sell them and move. Again, a lot of them are going overseas, and they're making money over there because again, they're not getting the cars that they want. We're not getting the cars that we want, but we're still getting a little bit more than they are. So they just sit, ship them overseas, and yeah, it's just kind yeah. of it's just a big big ring of theft, basically, is what's going on.
1: Yeah, I mean one one thing. That I would I would say as like a leave off on that point anyways to just do if your vehicle um, qualifies for it. So just meaning like usually it's not over twenty years, give or take, depending on the company. You know, inquire if you have comprehensive coverage, um, especially right now because the fact that used cars are even so hard to get after. I mean, the overall used car prices are a lot more. We've said this before, so it's important to know that if you do have comprehensive coverage. That typically covers things like fire and theft, and in uh, a magnitude of other things under well. But fire and theft was the the term people would know from a long time ago as well. So theft falls under that. So you you do have a policy deductible normally uh, three five hundred thousand dollars depending on the maybe the, the the value of the vehicle or what you want to pay for. But I guess the recommendation was ensure you have comprehensive coverage on your policies for autos uh it's usually very inexpensive obviously newer vehicles are going to pay more for that coverage versus older vehicles just because the aft- actual exposure is far less on a vehicle that's $5,000 versus $80,000 but that's my recommendation right? put it on if you qualify for it um and obviously if it's not uh damaged you can't you can't really add that on to un- you know unrepaired or damaged vehicles it has to be installed um you know, relatively good shape, which obviously photos can provide proof to your agent or broker. So yeah, a few things there that I want to mention.
0: Yeah, so yeah, just kind of wrapping up the episode. We did want to thank everyone that kind of stuck with us during 2022. I know we kind of kicked off the year. We're in spring and summer. Everything was going well, Then we did take a little bit of a hiatus until the fall time and then came back. I know I speak for myself and Mike. We're really, really proud and happy that we were able to kind of Get out 15 episodes before the end of the year, especially what was going on, not even just in the industry, but like in our own personal lives. So again, we do want to thank everyone that has taken the time to kind of listen to all of our episodes in 2022. And again, we just hope that um, you guys are enjoying the content. And I hope that in 2023, we can continue to add more knowledge and education to the industry. And again, kind of talk about topics that people are really passionate about.
1: That's the goal, right? Give give the people what they want to know or, or should know or, or whatever whatever it is. That's the whole part of our, our educational moments here.
0: Exactly. Like we don't we don't do this for the fame. We don't do this to make extra money on the side. Like we're literally just doing this to educate people that probably don't know enough about insurance that they should or they're like, Oh, well, that's kinda interesting. I didn't know that, right? So we're just basically purely here to try to educate and give more knowledge out to the the general public that they're they might not know. But again, 15 episodes we're super, super proud of. And again, we want to thank everyone that's come on the show. I know we had David Holton on earlier this year. So again, I want to kind of thank him taking the the time to kind of do the episode with us. Again, moving into 2023, we would like a few more people, um possibly like once a month, have a new uh guest on the show. So that's something that we are looking into come 2023. I know we kind of wanted that for this year, but it didn't really kind of work out. But I know that's our biggest goal is to have more people on the show. So coming 2023, um, uh, that will be our goal is to get more people on the show. And again, just continue to improve the, um, quality of the, of the podcast. And again, give topics that people actually want to hear. Again, if you guys have suggestions or topics you guys want us to talk about, or you see news articles and you're like, wow, that'd be really interesting to, to like kind of get their two cents on me, and Mike. Um, uh, Always just shoot us a message and just say, hey, saw this on the news or kind of saw this or my broker sent me this. Like, should I be worried? Like, what's coming up next? Again, we can definitely add it into an episode or make it into a full episode, depending on how big of the topic is. So don't be shy. Send us what you guys have. And again, if there's improvements you guys want us to make, we can always make look at making those too. Again, we're we're kind of just learning as we go. We're not professional podcast podcasters, I would say. I guess that's the word, the term for us, but um yeah again we just kind of want to continue to improve and give all our best going into 2023 if we don't we don't talk to you guys before then have a have a great holidays as well yes everyone have a great holidays have a good christmas hanukkah all that kind of all the holidays that are during this time and we'll catch you guys in 2023